Welcome everyone to Kingdom Rock Radio. We pray that you will enjoy today's message. Now here's a sample of what you'll be hearing today. It's done. But when Jesus died, he rose on the third day. He got up with all power, declaring that all power in my hand, in heaven and earth, is in my hand. And so Jesus, death could not defeat Jesus. The grave could not defeat Jesus. The sword could not defeat Jesus. He was wounded for our transgressor. He was bruised for our iniquity by his very stripes. Kingdom Rock Radio is an outreach ministry of Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center located right here in Bremen, Georgia. You can connect with us at our website at www.kingdomrock.org. And now, here is today's message. Hello, and welcome to the Kingdom Rock Network. My name is Kendrick Scott, and I'm here with you again for Part 7, Volume 2 of The Uncovering of Satan. So, let's get right on into this thing on tonight. Uh, we want to title this lesson. We're going to title it the Satanic Three. The Satanic Three. So, uh, if you've been following along uh, during our messages, you know that um, we always like to let you know that you can go and you can like and subscribe to our channel. Just hit that like button, comment, and do all those things if you will. All right. So, uh, the Satanic Three, uh, which is the unholy uh, triune Godhead. Uh, Satan imitates the revelation of the triune Godhead and has a satanic three. Um, we have Satan, which is also the dragon. He's the anti-father and anti means opposed or against. And then we have the anti-Christ, which is the anti-son, which would be the beast. And we also have the false prophet, which is the anti-spirit. And we can find that over in Revelation 16. Uh, verses 13, and let us read that. It says, and I'll be reading out of the New Living Translation. It says, and I saw three evil spirits that looked like frogs leap from the mouths of one, the dragon, two, the beast, and three, the false prophet. So right there you see the, the satanic three that's imitating the triune Godhead. As we know, the Holy Triune Godhead consists of God the Father, God the Son, which is Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit. So it's Father in creation, Son in uh, redemption, and three, Holy Spirit in regeneration, okay? Their counterparts is the unholy Triune Godhead, which is the Satanic Three. Satan being anti-God, the beast being the anti-Christ, and the false prophet, the anti-spirit. While the holy triune Godhead is characterized by the infinite truth, love, and goodness, the unholy triune Godhead has, is the opposite traits of deception, hatred, and unadulterated evil. So let us look at the dragon, which is Satan, and, and the beast, which is the antichrist, uh, in Revelations uh, chapter 13. Let's look at verses 2 and 4. It says, Now the beast which I saw was like a leopard. His feet were like the feet of a bear and his mouth like a mouth of a lion. The dragon gave him his power, his throne, and great authority. Okay? So the dragon being Satan, giving the power and the throne and the authority to who? The beast. 
Who is that imitating? Is imitating the holy triunity. I mean, the holy triune Godhead. So notice in Matthew 28, 18, Jesus declared that all authority has been given unto him in heaven and in earth. Where did Jesus get his authority from? He got his authority from his father, who is God. Okay. Also, John 3 and 35 says the father, who is who? God loves the son and has given all things into his hand. So there we see the um, uh, the imitations of the satanic three to the triune Godhead. So we see that the dragon gave him his power and his throne and the great authority, just like God gave the power and authority over to who? Jesus Christ. Verse four says, so they worship the dragon who gave authority to the beast and they worship the beast and they being who? Children of Satan. Saying, who is like the beast who is able to make war with him? So there you see them worshiping the beast. As we, as children of God, we worship our eldest brother, Jesus Christ. Okay? The Antichrist, 2 Thessalonians 2 and 4. It says, who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God or that is worship, so that he sits as God in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Remember, we talked about it in volume one, Isaiah chapter 14, 12 through 14 is talking about the five I wills of Satan. God said, you have said in your heart, Satan, that I will ascend into heaven or I will exalt my throne above the stars of God, or I will sit on the mount of the congregation, or I will be like the most high God. Satan has said those things in his heart. The dragon has said those things in his heart. And so the job is he opposes anything that's like God. He hates anything that's like God and that which is called the Antichrist, which is the beast. Let us look at the false prophet, which is the anti-spirit. It says, beware of false prophets. This is what Jesus said. He said, beware in Matthew 7, 15. He said, beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves. Ravenous means very hungry or very greedy. Okay. But also notice this. So Jesus tells us to watch out for those false prophets. Okay. Notice in Revelations 13, 12 through 15, I'm reading out the New King James Version. This right here is the work of the false prophet, okay? The work of the false prophet. Watch this in comparison to what the work of the Holy Spirit is as we compare these two. It says, and he exercises all authority of the first beast in the presence and causes the earth and those who dwell in it to worship the first beast whose deadly wound was healed. 13 says he performs great signs so that he even makes fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men. What is he mimicking here? Remember in first Kings chapter 18, 38, when uh, uh, the prophet Elijah was on Mount Carmel and he, and he was uh, uh, going up against uh, Baal, uh, well, the prophets Baal and, and had, and he was mocking them and asking them to call down, uh, to ask their God to send down their fire. And he was, and Elijah was mocking them. Is, is your God sleep? He must be sleep or, or we have to awaken him. But then God, but then Elijah asked the Lord, our God to send down fire upon the sacrifices. And, and those, those sacrifices were burnt as well as consumed. 
Okay, so here we see the comparisons or the imitations of Satan trying to imitate everything that God does. Remember, he wants to be like God. Okay, verse 14 says, and he deceives. This is what the false prophet does. And he deceives those who dwell on the earth by signs which he granted to do in the sight of the beast, telling those who dwell on the earth to make him an image to the beast who was wounded by the sword and lived. Now, notice this here. Now, this right here, this right here, it, I mean, it blessed my socks off because the Holy Spirit began to reveal unto me the comparison. I'm like, how in the world is this a comparison to the triune Godhead? Notice here, it says the beast who was wounded. The beast is the anti-son. The beast is in comparison to the son of God, which is who? Jesus Christ. This beast was wounded, but yet he lived. But Jesus Christ was wounded. He was pierced in his side with a sword. And out of his side came what? Blood and water. But yet Jesus gave up the ghost and he died, but yet he rose on the third day. See, the beast, the Antichrist could not die. I mean, he can die, but he cannot rise. So Jesus took it a step further because Jesus has all power. He says all power, all power, which is in heaven and in earth is now in my hand. He declared over in John 10 and 18, he says, no one takes my life from me but I have power to lay my life down I have power to pick it up again and so the antichrist cannot pick up his life so once the antichrist dies that's it it's over it's excuse me it's done but when Jesus died he rose on the third day he got up with all power declaring that all power in my hand in heaven and earth is in my hand and so Jesus death could not defeat Jesus the grave could not defeat Jesus the sword could not defeat Jesus he was wounded for our transgression he was bruised for our iniquity by his very stripes I am healed you are not dead you are yet alive because by Jesus stripes you shall live and if I got Jesus down on the inside of me. Woo! Good gracious, if I got Jesus down on the inside of me, yet shall I live. So I come by to tell you, my brother, my sister, lift up your head, O ye gates, and be ye lifted up, ye everlasting door, for the King of glory shall come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord thy God, strong and mighty. The Lord thy God, mighty in battle. And you ought to worship the Lord today and give God praise because our Lord, our Savior, Jesus Christ, he died, but yet he still lives. Woo! Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And that right there, that comparison, that's the difference. You can only imitate so much. You can't imitate when you have limited power. Satan has limited power. So why are we being defeated by the enemy when he has limited power? Jesus has all power. Notice verse 15. I done got excited. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. 15 says, he was granted power to give breath to the image of the beast. That the image of the beast should both speak and cause as many as would not to worship the image of the beast to be killed. Notice, remember in Daniel chapter three, King Nebuchadnezzar had an image. And every time that that the music would play, they had to bow down and worship that image every time the music played. And if you did not worship that image when the music played, you were going to be killed. You were going to be thrown into the fiery furnace. So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego did not bow to the music, nor did they worship the golden image. But here, Satan is letting us know those that do not worship the image will be killed. 
kill, but I come by to let you know, for God I live and for God I die. If you put your trust in God, he will take care of his children. You have no need to worry. You have no need to worry. God is going to fight our battle. He is on. We are on the winning side. So you don't have to worry about that. Don't be fretful. Do not allow the enemy to, to allow you to be in fear. You worship the Lord thy God only. Only him will I serve. Thank you, Jesus. Notice the work of the Holy Spirit. In John chapter 16, we're going to go 5 through 15. It says, but now I go away to him who sent me. Who is him? God. This is Jesus talking. And none of you ask me, where are you going? But because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper, the paraclete, the comforter will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. And when he has come, talking about the Holy Spirit, he will convict the world of sin and righteousness and judgment of sin because they do not believe in me of righteous judgment. Excuse me, because they do not believe in me of righteousness, because I go to my father and you see me no more of judgment because the ruler of this world is judged. Verse 12 says, I still have many things to say to you. But you cannot bear them now. Verse 13, watch this. It says, however, when he, the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak of his own authority. Notice, remember, over in Revelations chapter 13, verse 14, it says, and he deceives. This is the false prophet. The false prophet deceives while the Holy Spirit will lead and guide you into all truth. For he will not speak of his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. Notice the comparison. And he will tell you things to come. He will glorify me, for he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore, I said that he will take of mine and declare it to you. We are the inheritance of Jesus. We inherit the things of God through his son, Jesus Christ. So everything that Jesus had, he said, what I have and what God has, he said, they are mine. And I'm declaring these things over to you. So ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, you do not have to be fretful for we have an inheritance and it is given by God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Our father shall take care of us. Mm, hallelujah. You ought to give God some praise. Satan's mystery of iniquity is the counterfeit of God's mystery of godliness. Notice 1 Timothy 3 and 16, New King James Version, talking about the mystery of godliness. It says, and without controversy, without no dispute, there ain't no dispute about this. Great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifested in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen by the angels. John 1 and 1 says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was God, and the word was with God. Nothing was made except it was made by God. If you go down to about the 12th or the 14th verse, it says, and the word put on flesh. Who is the word? The word is Jesus Christ. The word put on flesh. So it was manifested in flesh. It was justified in the spirit. And it was seen by angels. 
preached among the Gentiles. Jesus preached among the Gentiles, believed in the world. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever shall believe in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And the word of the Lord says, and he was received up into glory. Jesus ascended 40 days after his resurrection, ascended back up into glory. Hallelujah. John 10 and 30 says, I and my father are one. God, the God, the father, Jesus Christ, the son, he declared that they are one. OK, Mark 12, 29 says he, your Israel, our God is one. Our Lord, our God, the Lord and I, we are one. We are one. We are together. The Holy Spirit are one. I cannot leave here. When I leave here, I'm sending you a comforter, a helper to guide you into all truth. This right here is the mystery of godliness. And Satan is going to do everything he can for us to deny God. Notice the mystery of iniquity, lawliness. Lawliness means a state of disorder, dysfunction. Verse 7 says, 2 Thessalonians 2 and 7 says, for the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. A state of disorder is already at work. Only he who now restrains will do so until he is taken out of the way. And then the lawless one, who this is Satan, will be revealed whom the Lord will consume with a breath of his mouth and destroy him with the brightness of his coming. Woo! <laughs> Hallelujah. The coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Satan with all power signs and lying wonders and with all unrighteous deception among those who perish because they did not receive the love of the truth that they might be saved. So they didn't receive the truth. Instead, they received the doctrine of the enemy. They received the doctrine of Satan and they allowed that doctrine to, to be imparted into their heart. No matter how great the mystery of godliness was, they wanted to follow the mystery of lawliness. And so the Bible says that they were not saved. And so verse 11 says, and for that reason, God will send them a strong delusion that they believe the lie. And I believe the uh, King James Version says that they believe a lie and be damned. That they all may be condemned who did not believe the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. Mm, 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 mm. Brothers and sisters, don't have pleasure in unrighteousness. You have to believe the truth. No matter how hard this journey may be, no matter no matter the difficulty of this journey, amen, you got to believe the truth. You got to remain steadfast, immovable. You got to always abound in the work of the Lord for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, woo, who for the joy of the cross despised it, who is set down at the right hand of the Father. Whoa, Jesus Christ sitting down at the right hand of the Father. Come now, Lord, and tarry not. For we, your people, we need you. And here, these people did not believe the truth, but rather they enjoy unrighteousness. They took pleasure in doing unrighteous things. That is the mystery of their lawless one, of the iniquity. Number 13 says, uh, Satan wants to live in human bodies and set up resonance for his demon spirits, just as God wants to live in our human bodies by his Holy Spirit. John 13, 27 says, uh, reading out the New King James Version, it says, Jesus answered, it is he to whom I shall give a piece of bread when I have dipped it. 
And having dipped the bread, he gave it to Judas Iscariot, the son of Simon. Now after the piece of bread, Satan entered into him. Then Jesus said to him, what you do, do it quickly. So at that point, uh, the Bible says that Satan entered Judas. Judas was a human being. So that lets us know right there that Satan wants to enter into human bodies. Okay. First Corinthians 16, 19 to 20, excuse me, second, first Corinthians 6, 19 through 20. I'm getting excited. Um, verse nine says, or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? Who is in you? Whom you have from God, this Holy Spirit comes from God and you are not of your own. Our bodies who we have come from God. These bodies are not our own. Verse 20 says, for you were bought at a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body. How are we bought with a price? We have a redeemed savior. Jesus Christ bought, our, bought us back on Calvary's cross. The Bible said that there will be no shedding of blood. There will be no remission of sin. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And so we were bought with the very price. So therefore, we must glorify God in our body and in our spirit, which is God's. Okay? So everything that you do within your body, remember that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Do not give way to seducing doctrines or devils or things of that nature. Because Satan wants to enter your body. Who will you allow to enter into your body? Will it be Satan? Or will it be God and the Holy Spirit? Or will it be the Holy Spirit? Because your, your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. Satan seals his followers with a name on their forehead, which is a counterfeit of God's name on his people's forehead. And we can find that over in Revelation uh Chapter 7, verse 3, New King James Version. And here you'll see where the angel having the seal of God. And this is what it says in verse 3. It says, saying, do not harm the earth, the sea, or the trees till we have sealed the servants of our God on their foreheads. Notice in Revelation chapter 13, verse 16, how the seal or the mark of the beast, how Satan wants to imitate what God does. It says, verse 16 says, he causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their foreheads. And right there, we see that Satan wants to imitate God. And so everything that God does, Satan does the same exact thing. Hallelujah. But we know that God's power and God's influence is greater than Satan. Ladies and gentlemen, it has been a pleasure teaching on tonight. I have enjoyed myself to where I almost preached myself up out this seat. So we give God all the glory and all of the honor and all the praise. That's all I have for you on tonight. Uh, let us go to a word of prayer. Eternal God, our Father, we thank you, Lord, for just allowing us to open up your word and have understanding of your word. We thank you for your Holy Spirit that gives us guidance and gives us knowledge and gives us understanding of your word. Father, we pray now that this word will touch the lives and the hearts of your people, that this word will be able to continue to be a growth in their learning, a growth in their knowledge of who you are, Jesus. And we thank you for your word. We thank you for life. We thank you for health. And we thank you for strength. 
And we pray now, Lord, that as we come against every every demonic spirit, every satanic spirit that desires to take the word from our hearts. We pray against any foul play. We pray and speak against any divination. We, we pray and speak against any attack of the enemy for your word that lets us know that the enemy comes in to steal, kill, and destroy. Father, we pray and ask for a cover for protection. I declare Psalms 91 over your people's lives, over anyone who is listening to this broadcast. I declare Psalms 91 over their life that no evil shall befall their dwelling. I pray in the name of Jesus and we rebuke any attack of the enemy. We rebuke any attack of the enemy. We rebuke any attack of the enemy in the mighty name of Jesus and we speak against any hindrance and any distractions or anything that may cause your people, God, to lose focus. And God, we pray, Lord God, and ask for the covering of any retaliation that the enemy may have upon our families or even even our finances and we speak against the devil right now and we come against every stronghold in the mighty name of Jesus and we declare that your blood shall protect us your blood shall cover us and shield us like a blanket and we ask oh God that you will be with us now henceforth and forevermore and we give you all the glory honor and praise it's in your son Jesus name amen and until next time we'll see you next time on the Kingdom Rock Network goodbye well we pray that you were blessed and encouraged by today's message don't forget you can connect with us at our website at kingdomrock.org it's there that you can hear today's message as well as the entire series so check it out today until next time remember that jesus loves you and so do we choose him as your lord today only he can make a way we'll see you on the next time